Hey everybody, welcome back to Statspeak. It's been over six weeks since we've last... Almost as fault. Every bit, almost as fault. <laughs> you know what, fine, I'll, I'll take the blame because we all know it's not true. Um, that, the person that you heard throwing me under the bus, even though it's his fault, is Dominic Campana. He's I'd say follow. we could at least take 50%, uh, all I right? Would, I would say 75, 25. Uh, Dominic Campana, you could follow him at DomC117. You could follow myself, Moses Messina, at Moses Messina 16 Obviously, we have our StatSpeak account at StatSpeak. MD, um, that's on the Twitter sphere and all that jibber jabber. Um, a lot of things have changed since we last talked. Um, we were talking about the struggles of Matt Harvey. He's out for the year. We were talking about the White Sox, uh, possibly still in it in the Central. Wow, it's been a long that, time since we did that, one of these. That's not occurring. And I think we also discussed Clayton Kershaw, maybe the best pitcher ever. He's may not pitch this year. Well, nothing's really changed with that. He's just not pitching anymore. Well, right if now. you're not pitching, you're not the best pitcher ever. Okay. Walter Johnson's not pitching anymore. Yeah, he's not the best pitcher ever. Okay. Um, okay. So let's let's get right into it with the first number. I'll I'll delve in. We'll we'll go in and out of each division. Obviously, a lot of things have changed with the divisional races. Trade deadline occurred a couple of days ago. We are taping this at about 3 p.m. Eastern. On August 3rd, and um, start with the NL wild card leaders, which for a second spot of the NL wild card, the uh, Miami Marlins, and the number is 3.93. That's Jose Fernandez's road ERA, which is nearly two runs higher than his home ERA of 2.11, which come into effect for the wild card game as the Marlins would currently visit the LA Dodgers and possibly Clayton Kershaw in the wild card game. Kershaw still dicey if he'll pitch. You'd probably need to make two starts for them to feel confident he'll pitch in that wild card game. We'll digress on that later. Marlins had 29 home games, 28 world games remaining on their schedule, so they need to either win of all of Jose Fernandez's home starts, but they, they did it in his last time out. He got rocked by St. Louis. And, or have him have some better road starts. And don't forget, he has his innings limit, too, which... I was going to say, that's a big factor. That's a with- big factor. So, Dom... What do you think of the Marlins' chances? Well, we we talked about this right before we came on air, and 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 you, which usually you're you're kind of the pessimist in these situations. You looked at the team and you said, well, they have they have Yelich and Ozuna both really good this year, and and uh, Giancarlo uh, seems to be somewhat back to normal, and everybody else on the team's hitting. Prado, Dietrich's hit, been okay, um, and the the back end of the bullpen, a lot of strikeouts, some good relievers there, but. The rotation is pretty terrible, I think. I mean, even though that some of the guys have been pitching okay, I'm not sure we can trust Adam Conley. He's young. Maybe he's breaking out. But there's certain pitchers I don't know about. So it's really a rotation built around their ace, Jose Fernandez, who in his last couple starts has been a little less than perfect. He hasn't been terrible, but he's been a little less than great. Um, and also, as you said, there's an innings limit. At some point, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Jose Fernandez. They did skip a start from him coming out of the break, I believe. I think they, they, they moved him back a little bit, at least, to. Uh, but they're going to have to do a little bit more. So To, to your point about their starting pitching, mm-hmm. it is as a 4-1-0 ERA as a starter, which sounds terrible, right? That is eighth in the major league. Yeah, no, and that's eighth, and I'm I'm sure a decent amount of that is propped up by uh, Fernandez, even though Fernandez's ERA has fallen since um, 
since the start of July, he's got a 4.380 ERA, so he's actually, you know, been average um, at best since then. But, I mean, just just taking out the performance, just looking at the names, Fernandez, Adam Conley, Tom Kohler, Wei-Yin Chen is on the DL. He wasn't pitching well before he was. You Andrew go to the five star. Yeah, you go to the five starter, and sure, they got Andrew Kashner, but it's Andrew Kashner. Andrew Kashner's his next DL stint's always coming around the bend, and outside of that, Justin Nicolino, Jose Urena, these young guys that either haven't panned out or aren't panning out so far. I, I don't, I don't buy the Marlins whatsoever. Um, I think they're just good enough team to do what they're doing now, which is play a couple games over five hundred. But do I think they're going to be in the in the race down the stretch? I don't. Do you? I do, um, because I do think they are, um, they can hit enough, and of the teams that are in the wild card hunt, you have the Dodgers that currently sit two and a half games up in that first spot, you have the, you have the Cardinals that are a half game back, and you have the Mets that are a game and a half back, and the Pirates are still lingering, but they kind of went on a little mini fire sale before the trade deadline. I, I, I think their offense is good enough. I, I do, and it'll keep them in the race. The thing they have to worry about is if the other two teams' deficiencies fix themselves. And the other two teams I'm talking about are the Cardinals and Mets. The Cardinals, their bullpen was an issue. Uh, now they had the final boss in as their swung Wong Ho. There you, there you go. There you, thank you. He's now their closer, and it's kind of settled things up because Re- Rosenthal's on the DL. We know how good Segrist is as their setup guy. So that's kind of settled things in their bullpen. The Mets' offense, which, you know, if you play back the tape at the same time of year this year, it was the Mets' offense and whether they could um, come through. They added Jay Bruce, which we talked before we came on air, as is he as exciting as Johannes Cespedes was when he came here? No, but he is a four bat that the Mets have kind of missed, and it's kind of like if he's a rich man Lucas Duda, which the only problem we have with the Mets right now is defensively, which I think the how, as bad as their offense has been, you you forget that and deal with the offensive problems later. So if those come back and the Cardinals and Mets on paper are better teams than the Cardinals look than the Marlins look, I think that's what could affect the race. Not necessarily the Marlins starting pitching, but if the deficiencies of the well, two teams behind them come back. All right. Well, okay. Let me let me give the counterpoint to a couple of those things. You said that the, that the that the Cardinals bullpen is kind of in short up. Maybe the closer position has, but Segrist has actually been up and down lately. And outside of Segrist, Rosenthal's on the DL. Uh, Jonathan Broxton, uh, Matt Bowman, they don't really have anybody else in the bullpen. I mean, their bullpen has been struggling, and their starting rotation has actually not been... I mean, Wainwright's been a lot better lately. Carlos Martinez has been really good, um, and Wa- Bawaka and Leak have been really inconsistent. Jaime Garcia has been inconsistent. Uh, I'm not sure I buy the Cardinals at all, but going to the Mets... I'm gonna I'm gonna give you both the good the good and the bad with the Mets. To me, the bad with the Mets, Jay Bruce. I told you before before we started this, the number with him would be .6. That's his WAR this season. And by all accounts, he's having maybe the best year of his career so far. He's got a career high in slugging percentage. He's on pace for a career high in home runs, RBIs, all that stuff. But a .6 WAR from a guy with that kind of offensive production probably means he's not playing it, very good defense. It would be the lowest WAR for a player of. Uh, with at least a 550 on base. 
550 slugging. Right, you right. And and to the to the bad defense thing, just defensive runs saved on Fangraphs um, of the 19 qualified right fielders this year, he is by far the worst. He's at negative 13. The next worst is Matt Kemp at negative six. So Bruce has been pretty brutal in the field this year, and now you're going to put him in outfield where you're you're already fitting pieces in where they don't belong. This and that that could be an issue. On the other side with the Mets. Their hitters, their hitting with runners in scoring position this year has been historically bad. One of the worst team marks with runners in scoring position. I don't know the numbers in front of me. I probably should have looked that up. I think it's 200, 205, something like that. Um, yeah. With the OPS pretty low. But what doesn't make any sense to me is that in any other situation, they're an average hitting team. Average to a little below average. So what's going on there? That could be something that fixes itself. That could be something that suddenly they just go on a good stretch where they're not hitting so poorly with runners in scoring position. Maybe Jay Bruce comes in and gives them that little offensive spark, and suddenly they can score. They can go from scoring two runs a game to scoring three and a half runs a game. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, so I believe down the stretch more in the Mets because Jake Degrom has. I don't think Jake Degrom's had more than two bad starts all year. He's been un- unbelievable, and nobody's talking about him. Mm-hmm. Mats has been much more good than bad this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole rotation has been fine. And Syndergaard has had a little hiccups in July, but I think... Yeah, but overall, I don't yeah. think anybody would really say that Syndergaard is you know a problem or something no. to worry about. Even Bartolo's been really good this year. He was on the- uh, to, to your point, the Mets in the, last, uh, in the last four games are 10 for 29 with runners in scoring position. Which is, I, which is, I mean, they were one for seven on Monday, but you know they are hitting better in their last four games. So you're right; it can turn around. It's a fairly fluky thing. Remember over- a couple of years ago, the Cardinals were like they hit like three thirty with runners in scoring position all year, and everybody said like this is insane. It's just a fluke. Right. How does it stay up? Right. Like that? So the Mets are now up to two oh eight with runners in scoring position, which is their highest mark at runners in scoring position since uh, July twenty sixth. They were they've been pretty. Up and down all year. I mean, I will I will, I will point out though that just based on batting average in the expansion era since 1961, so since the Mets have been in baseball, mm-hmm. that's the I believe second worst mark by a team. Yeah, it's a 69 Padres. Right, is, is the only is the, the only worst. one worse. So you look but again, at that's fluky. That's I just you, you so look fluky. at you look at the schedules down the stretch as we talk more about the wild card race. The Marlins, they do have, they are playing in their finale against the Cubs right now. They have the Rockies this weekend who have been playing better. And then they are home to San Francisco. And then after that, here are their teams. White Sox home, then four, um, four at Cincinnati, three at Pittsburgh, three home against Kansas City, three home against San Diego, and then they go to City Field and face the Mets at the end of August. So they have a pretty easy August. And I always say it's not necessarily your September schedule that could make or break you. It's your August schedule that could put you in position to make or break you. Because right when they come out of that gate, that last week of August, it's at the Mets for four, at Cleveland for three, home against the Phillies, but then home against the Dodgers. Then they do have a road trip, three at Atlanta and Philadelphia, but then the Nationals coming right after that. Then their final... See three, seven, ten, thirteen. Ten of their final thirteen games are against the Nationals and Mets. Um, and so that's tough. Yeah. And the other thing, though, the other as I'm looking at schedules now is fifteen of the Mets' next twenty-one games are on the road. They've right. been okay on the road this year. 
but still, 15 of 21. So this is a pretty important stretch for the Mets, I would say. Right. Um, they have to go, you know, they're at the, I mean, the next two games are kind of road games. They're at Yankee Stadium. They have right. to go, they have to go across the... Right. But handicapping it, I still think that the Mets have, which I've been saying it all year, I still think the Mets are a good team. I still think the rotation is good, the bullpen is good, and I think the hitting will come back to normal. It's going to have to at some point right. here. And I'm just not buying the Marlins. I don't think they have the guns in the, in the pitching. Right. I just don't see it. Right. Just don't see it. All right. Fair enough. So, you know, that's that's that race. All right. Do you still believe in the Pirates? No. You said they had a fire. They didn't really have a fire. So they're not really a worse team than they were two days ago. You lost your closer. Did they? Yeah, they did. But does that mean, is their bullpen worse? All right, who's your eighth inning guy? Felipe Rivera? I have Tally Feliz. Or Felipe Rivera. All right. Um, Either way, you got you got guys throwing hard who are good. Well, what do we say uh, about the Pirates if they want to get back on track? Andrew McCutcheon needs to start hitting. He hasn't hit. That's the more. That's and probably it, the most important. And it looks like it ain't. It ain't coming. It could. This come, year, it's probably not. Coming. I don't think his career is over. Right, but, but it looks is, like a down year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're gonna move on. Let's move over to. Uh, we're gonna stay in the NL. Um, I got the NL West that we're gonna talk about right now. Uh, the number is 250. That's the Giants' win percentage since the All-Star break. Um, the main culprit... They're 4-12. They're that's, that's, the, that's the record. The main culprit in this span has been a 5.53 ERA from the starting pitchers, which should be their strength because they have maybe the best one-two in baseball. I, there's not much competition really there. Um, Scherzer, Strasburg, maybe. Um, the Dodgers in that same span have gone 8-7. and seven. They were uh, they they've gone for they were five and a half the Dodgers were five and a half back at the break they're now two back in the division um, and in fact since Clayton Kershaw last pitched on June 26th the Dodgers have gone 18 and 12 which is a 600 win percentage um, so the question is is this just a slump for the Giants or are they just not good what do you think slump same I don't even I don't even think it's a quite like the Giants sure baseball's not the games aren't played on paper but on paper the Giants have just as good a team as anybody. I love that that phrase. The games aren't played on paper, yeah. right? They're not. The bullpen stinks. Their bullpen stinks. Okay. Not great. It's, I mean, they gave a lot for Will Smith. They gave him a lot for Will Smith. Which is basically just you know a regular you know lefty situational guy. I mean, that's that's a lot. He is not. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I won't make any Will Smith puns. Any any getting cheeky with it. <sighs> Wild Wild West. Yeah. Fresh Prince. Yeah. We don't need that. No. No. So, uh, so uh, their offense. I mean, they trade Matt Duffy in the deal to get Matt Moore because they feel like Eduardo Nunez is their regular third baseman. I do feel like the Eduardo Nunez acquisition is uh, such a giant even-year acquisition. Like, he may go on a tear. He's going to carry him down the stretch, and he'll be the NLCS MVP. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I, would, I remember the day of the All-Star game, and I knew he was an All-Star, but the day of the All-Star game, I was watching the All-Star game, and it sunk into my head, like, Eduardo Nunez is an All-Star. This guy was, like, the 24th best player on the Yankees for years. Oh, uh, that's not true. Eduardo no. Nunez was was a, a decent someone bench brought, player. Someone brought up the good point. that You also have to forget, like, Eduardo Nunez did play several years as a Yankee behind Derek Jeter and Robinson Cano. In fact, I remember there was a time when Nunez was looked at as, like, the future of the middle infield there. Right. Like when they thought Jeter was going to be done, Eduardo Nunez was going to be right. the next guy. That didn't happen. Well, because he couldn't, he's, he's not a great fielder. He's, he, right. 
But he's always been able to hit. And maybe he's coming into his own now. He's not in the pressure of replacing Derek Jeter. Or I mean, the guy's got a career 312 on base and a, a career 399 slugging. So I, I wouldn't say he's always been able to hit. Like, no doubt. He's having a, he was having a decent year. Sure, he had 12 home runs, 27 steals, yeah. uh, a 764 OPS, which is fine. I actually didn't like that move by the Giants. I, I get that he can Why? play a bunch of positions. I understand that it was valuable for them to be able to trade away Matt Duffy. Um, I just I didn't like that move. I thought it was stupid. I actually of all the of all the moves that contenders made, Will Smith and, and Eduardo Nunez for the Giants were those were my Moore. least. Again, not inspiring. I mean, yeah, sure. It's better. Matt Moore will be better, better for than the Matt than Kane and JP. It, absolutely, absolutely. No, no question there. I think, but I wasn't really like. But I don't really think they needed to do anything to be good. Like I, again, we both think this is just a slump. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm more. I'm less buying the Dodgers 18 and 12 record since Kershaw went down. That that doesn't even make any sense to me. Well, it makes sense when you consider who they've played. Since Kershaw's That's down. what it's got to be. It's got to be a record um, thing. You look at the teams they played in that span, and I actually may... No, it's... The only good team they've played since Kershaw got hurt. They uh, they faced the Pirates that following Monday. They won that game. And then, th- then they faced the Brewers, the Rockies, the Orioles, which they lost two or three, the Padres, then came back out of the break facing the D-backs, Face the Nationals, lost two or th- they won two or three in that series. Cardinals, they won two or three. Rays, D-backs, and now they're facing the Rockies again. They're not facing great teams. I mean, they did the two. T- the you're not confident in the Cardinals, so that makes sense. And it was on the road, and they were able to take two or three, which is shocking. And they beat the first place Nationals at Washington. So, and in one of those games, they beat Washington. They beat Steven Strasburg. For, they're the only team to beat Steven Strasburg this right. year. They're the only team to give Steven Strasburg a loss, is what you're saying. Um, say what it is. Don't say they're the only team to beat him because like, because the well, Nationals. Anyway, that's not the is, only. That's not the only game that Strasburg has started this year that the Nationals have lost. Are you sure? I'm positive of that, and that is much more important than the fact that he got a, a loss in that game. Here's what I'll say: In order for Steven Strasburg to lose a game, that means he he got beat up. And I think there was only one other start this year. He got beat up and did not get the loss. That was against Detroit in early June. Uh, sorry, in early May. He only gave up four runs in that game, in that, and they won that game. Okay, yeah, that's the only start he's really gotten beat up, other than the start against Illinois when he gave up six runs. They only lost two games with Steven Strasburg in. But you're not going to tell me that the Reds also beat up Steven Strasburg. He only no, gave up three runs. But that's runs what I'm saying. The, the only game he got beat, they beat him up. So he, the Dodgers gave him the loss. Okay, That's they gave cool. up six run. He gave up six runs in six innings in that game. That's correct. So no, don't don't do that. Yeah, but we all know what you meant when they look at a guy's record. He's fourteen and one, and you say you're the only one to beat him. Yeah, you were talking about well, the fact that they're the well, only ones to, to give fair, him a loss. Uh, and is that his worth start of the year? It was by by far. So his would it be fair to say they're the only team to beat him? I think he got lucky that it was his worst start of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that when he said that. I think he got lucky on that one, but anyway. Um, so upcoming for the Dodgers, they do have the Red Sox this weekend, which will probably be, you know. I'm not sure that's a tough series or it's not. It's not, really. because who is it? Steven okay. Ryan, Eric Porcello, and, and Drew Pomerantz going in that series. Whoop-de-doo. Red Sox stink. 
We'll get into that later. But their schedule, the Dodgers' schedule is pretty easy afterwards. You get the Phillies, the Pirates, the Phillies, the Reds. Jesus. Dude, who's going to be pitching for the Dodgers? Doesn't matter. You're facing the Phillies six times. It can't keep and not mattering, And the Reds for four games. It just, it can't keep just not mattering who's pitching they'll, for them. They'll, I think they'll be not only, I think there's a shot they could be in first place. Um, soon, because the D- Giants' schedule is a but little... The Giants' schedule, the reason why I say that is because the Giants' schedule is just a little tougher over that stretch. Because the Giants, as we mentioned, they'll face the Nationals this weekend and then for three games. Then they go, and they're at Washington, at Miami, home to Baltimore, then four against Pittsburgh, then four against the Mets, then the Dodgers. So they're facing all teams with winning records, while the Dodgers just keep throwing up the Phillies and Reds and Rockies every now and then. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care who they're playing. When when the Dodgers, literally, they have one, two, three, four, like six, seven legitimate starting pitchers on the DL. Several of these guys not coming back. They don't know if Kershaw's coming back at all this year. He might have surgery and not come back. Um, I I just don't. I don't know. I guess, man. Corey Seager, he's been pretty good this year. Sure. Yeah, he's the rookie of the year. I don't really like. I don't really like either any of the teams in that. Like, like I say that the Giants on paper are a very good team, but when their bullpen is like that, I'm not trusting that at all in an October series. So I'm not really buying either of those teams. But so, who right now is your best team in the uh, in the NL? It's still the Cubs. We talked. We talked earlier that we both said ah the Cubs. This I think they played the worst baseball they're going to play. The Cubs got much better at deadline. I do feel like, though, who's who's the least beatable team in the playoffs? You mean the least beatable? Yeah. Like, no, I'm at, what do you mean the least beatable? Like, like in, in a sense, like, we talk about the Cubs are the best team in the NL by record and the win their division and all that stuff. But I still feel like... Th- the Nationals are the, and this is shocking coming from me. I'd rather, I'd rather face the Cubs in a. If I was the wild card winner, I'd rather face the Cubs than the Nationals in the first round. Depends on how it depends on on if to me it depends on whether or not this Jake Arrieta recent down. You know he has he's been a little down someone, lately. Someone made a great joke on Twitter the other day. It should have been a bigger story when Jake Arrieta and Kyle Hendricks switched bodies in May. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks has been unbelievable yeah, this year. Right. Unbelievable. Right. Um, do you who who's the better one-two punch, Steven Strasburg and and Max Scherzer, or Johnny Cueto and Madison Bumgarner? I think I I think Strasburg and Scherzer. Who's better in the postseason series though? Like, like you're right. I probably agree with you in the regular still, season, still, and I think it's I'll close. Say, I still say Scherzer. Even though, Scherzer. even though the Giants pairing features a guy, guy who had one of the best postseasons we've ever seen in Madison right. Bumgarner, and a guy that pitched a complete game shutout in last year's World Series. Not shutout. Matt scored two runs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just but he pitched a complete game. He did. Cute. I took hey. He got so defensive, and I took hey. runs away from the Mets just now. Everybody, look at that. Oh. Uh, regardless. Uh, I would probably pick the Giants pairing, but it's super close. No, because because Strasburg and Scherzer's stuff plays a lot more in October. Than Madison Bumgarner? 
than Johnny Cueto's. Because you're Cueto saying, and Bumgarner are proven in the postseason. Oh, wait a second. Tr- Strasburg's not proven. Cueto, Cueto had that one start in the postseason last year. He had a couple of bad ones, but he yeah, had a he couple, had a couple no, of bad It wasn't ones. just one good start in the postseason. No, it was one. It was one. Nope. Yeah. Because remember, in that in that wild card game as a red, he got he got beaten up a little bit. And don't forget, and he made another postseason start as a red, and he left because of an oblique injury. He made four starts in the postseason. Two were two were like ace good, really good, and two were bad. Um, six run, six innings, four runs, and two innings, eight runs. Those are the two bad ones. So one terrible there, one one. Yes, less game than five. You're right. You but game, game five, five of the ALDS, he went eight really innings, two runs. And by the way, they mentioned they scored one run on him in that World Series game, not two runs. So we'll have the so. difference. So 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 what that that doesn't really tell us anything. Nothing. Outside of the fact that he is capable of pitching good games yeah, in the postseason. And I trust Unlike some pitchers like David Price who are don't even seem capable of it. We'll get He's to at David least capable. We'll get to David Price in a second. I'm just, relax. I, relax. I, I I'm picking Scherzer and Strasburg. And I'm picking Baumgartner and Cueto because because the other thing is there is nobody look, and I'm not even I'm on record. I'll bet I've said it on this on this podcast before. I don't like Madison Bumgarner. I've always thought he was a fairly overrated pitcher. I've always thought he should have a better ERA every year pitching in that park with the stuff and with the all that. But there, if you give me one guy to pitch a postseason game right now... Madison Bumgarner I, should be much better than his 2-9-4-8 career. You're right. He, he should be much better than a 2-9-4 career. He has career. a 2-9-4 career. That's not that right. good. That's, right. for, for, for the way that he gets talked about, that's not what we, what I would expect from a guy like this. That's 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 just not there. Now this year he's having the best year of his career, but regardless, t- take all, take he, all that away. Take all that away. What matters? Winning World Series. And I was just about to say that if I was to pick one pitcher in but all that, of baseball to pitch a postseason still, game, I'm picking Max Scherzer. I'm with you, but I'm still I'm gonna still take it attached with that statement that he should be better. He should be than better. Is uh, that's so stupid? Why? Because uh, I'm gonna pull it up here. Um. Since 2010, of pitchers that have thrown uh, 1,300 innings in that span, I, and I literally made it 1,300 innings uh, because Bumgarner's career innings is 13-16, he is, has the third best DRA in all of baseball during that span. Clayton Kershaw's one, Felix Hernandez is two, and then it's Madison Bumgarner. You know what, though? As, as the king of the guy that likes to talk about ace versus horse, though, like... You're telling you're telling yes. me. Yes, he feels like an ace. If I make it twelve hundred innings, which will help your point in this whole argument since two thousand ten, your ERA leaders are Clayton Kershaw, Johnny Cueto, Felix Hernandez, Madison Bumgarner, Cole Hamels. All right. So I wish Madison Bumgarner could pitch a little better than maybe like come on. You said since since two thousand ten, right? Yes. All right, I did it by ERA plus since 2010, okay? Minimum 1,200 innings, and he's ninth. He's ninth. Okay. That all tells right. me he should be a little better. It does. Especially at that park he's pitching park at. factor and all that jazz. Yeah. Fair. Kershaw, Cueto, Felix, Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is number four there. That's another conversation for another time. Um, um, but I, I it, put it this way. It'll be an exciting first-round series. Um, because right now, if the playoffs, if the season ended today, it would be Nationals-Giants. And then the Cubs against the wild card runner. Well, no matter no matter how it works out, if to, you're, to me the wild card game is going to be cool. If you're Fox, 
who do you root for as a series? In the, se- in the first in the, series? In the first series. Because you don't, like, the Dodgers are cool, but you only have Kershaw. They want the Dodgers. Look, we're going to talk about it from a baseball fan's perspective as far as, like, who the aces are and stuff like that. From a from a network do, perspective, do they, they want the, want the Dodgers. Do they want the, the biggest market. Dodgers Cubs or do they want Mets Cubs? They want Mets Dodgers. They want the two biggest. Yeah. Mar- that's all that matters. But you don't have that as an option. Uh, what do you uh, have? I know. What do you want? Mets Cubs or Dodgers Cubs? Uh, you want? I think you want Dodgers Cubs in that. I do too. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. I mean, if you're a, if I'm a network head, I'm okay with either New York. You're or LA. okay. I can't imagine. Way. You're okay. Being, yeah. You would love it for a Mets Dodgers wild card. Now, from a let me ask you this though, from a baseball fan's perspective, what's the most intriguing matchup in that in that wild card? National Giants. Because there's a lot of good ones. National Giants. National Giants. You're telling me. You're I'd telling me. Scherzer Bumgarner is the most not not Marlins Dodgers. You don't want to. You don't want to see Fernandez. Maybe Kershaw. Fernandez Kershaw in a one-game playoff. You don't want to see that as a baseball fan. As a guy who's who's on record as saying... Give me, if it's L.A. at Miami, yes. I don't... The whole Jose Fernandez being bad on the road ruins it a little bit for me. It hurts it a little bit, but not to the point where it's not a great matchup for a one-game play. And again, just from a baseball fan perspective, just from what game do we as baseball fans want to see the most... I think Jose Fernandez versus Clayton Kershaw, which is obviously assuming Clayton Kershaw even comes back this year, which is not right. not a given. And if the rotations also line up too, that's uh, come on. What would unless the, unless well, they had goes down to the wire? You need sure. to put Jose Fernandez if they the had last day to, of the season. but that's it would have to be a pretty drastic scenario where they don't pitch their only their only oh, good pitcher. We said that earlier. It's their only good it's pitcher. It's not a drastic scenario. If you need that game Sunday to get in, you were going to pitch Jose Fernandez. Okay, and you're going to you're going to who are you going to pitch in that one game playoff if you're the Marlins? You got to get in the one game. This playoff. is all why the, why I don't think the Marlins are going to make it there anyway because they're not going to be able to do it right. with the, with what they got going on there. Right. All right. Uh the next number we'll, we'll switch to the uh the American League now, which is the much less exciting league, and it's this. We'll introduce a number of six. It the is less much, exciting it league. Is, it, is. it has the mo- it has the closest division in baseball. Congratulations of three mediocre pitching teams, which I'll get it to right now. Six fifty four winning percentage is the Toronto Blue Jays winning percentage since the start of July, and that includes their heartbreaking nineteen inning loss versus the Indians on Canada Day. The Blue Jays have thrown themselves smack into the middle of the AL East race, entering today one game behind Baltimore and leading the first wild card spark by a game over the Boston Red Sox. Blue Jays have pitching questions, hence the acquisitions of Francisco Liriano, Mike Bolsinger, and Scott Feldman to cushion Aaron Sanchez's eventual move to the bullpen. So, Dom, are the Blue Jays the front runner in the AL East? My, my heart wants to, I'll, I'll wants to say no. I'll take it one step further. Are they the front runner in the AL? I think I think that they are they are overlooked, and I think it's because people assume that their their um, pitching isn't good for some reason. But they um, are right behind Cleveland for the best team ERA in the AL, and they do have the best rotation ERA in the AL. Um, but I think Toronto's. I think the reason for that is that they don't really have an ace. They don't really have a guy at the top of the rotation that is looked at as a lockdown. But one through five, you're not going to find, maybe not in all of baseball, a deeper rotation. Better rotations? Or rota- I'd rather have Cleveland's rotation Ooh, than Toronto's. Huh. What did you say? Deeper rotation than Toronto? Yeah. 
you're not going to find a lot of a lot of one through five deeper rotations than that. I uh, guess. They're the best. They have best rotation ARA in, in the AL. So again, Correct. the way that you just the react to that rotation, is why people kind the of think that they're best rotation ERA in the American League is like you know. Being, but but you're playing against the other. You're 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 playing to beat the other American League team. You're right, so you're right. Yeah, I understand yeah. what your what your uh, your your NL superiority thing is going on here. But um, and they're seventh in baseball. So sure. When you look at the top ERA teams in all of baseball, it's five NL teams, and then you get to Cleveland and Toronto. But what are you looking at? Sure, I think you're looking at overall ERA. I am. I just said that best ERA teams in all. Oh, of baseball. I thought you meant just starter ERA. No, Toronto, then I, Toronto's fourth in starter ERA. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty good. It's decent. It's good. It's very good. They have good. They have good pitch. Now the the, the the caveat to that is Aaron Sanchez. It is on such an innings limit that they're already talking about him going to the bullpen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a problem. And the other thing is their offense is decent, but you can't argue that they're better than the Red Sox offense. You just can't. I don't think you can. I don't even think you can argue it's as good as the Orioles offense. Um, who? Handicap the, handicap the division for me, Moses. What do you think? Here's so all three teams are separated by two games as we currently speak in the standings. I would pick Boston because the pedigree of Price and Porcello and Stephen Wright has been good this year. I would pick them over the Marco. Ashura. The Red Sox rotation has been sneakily decent this year. Okay, people want to give them a lot of crap because Price has been underperforming. Price has been decent over his last, I'm not going to say great, he's been decent. 3-380 or over his last 15 starts. So since the early part of the, the season, Atlanta he was Braves really, really San bad. The Diego Padres have a lower team year, starter year right than the Boston Red Sox. It's not sneakily bad, it's bad. See, and maybe we shouldn't do this with any team, but when you just look at it overall this year, yeah, you're going to see stuff like that, but... We also watch the games. We know that Eduardo Rodriguez has been a lot better since he came back up. We know that David Price, as I was saying, has been better since he came up. We know Porcello is pitching some of the best baseball of his career right now. Um, Stephen Wright's coming back to earth a little bit. I think everybody kind of expected that. And there's still problems at the back end of the rotation with your Drew Pomerantz uh, and all that. Since June 15th, the Red Sox rotation is 22nd in the majors. The A's and Twins are ahead of them. As are the Phillies and Braves. But 22nd in the, 22nd in the major is fine. What are they in the AL? Um, in the American League, they are 11th. Okay. The Royals, Yankees, Orioles, and Rangers are behind them. I love when you, give it, when you give the teams behind them. No. I didn't do this to the Mets, by the way. I didn't go look at the... Mets are last in run scored in all of baseball. But yeah, I, in fact, not. I complimented. They're, I, in they're, fact, they're in, twenty-eight. In, in fact, I gave I gave the positive as to why their offense might not be as bad as it seems so far. You're telling me that you don't think at all, and you even said it. You're only arguing the other side because that's what we're here to do. No, but you then throw out <laughs> statements you even said, like they're sneakily good, and I have to make sure that sneakily every- not atrocious. Is that better? They're sneakily not. Terrible. You even said it. To your point, since July 1st, they are 15th in the majors in starting year, right? That is middle of the pack. The team. That's all I'm saying. Middle the, of the pack. The team with a 4.22 year, right? Right behind them are the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> stop giving, stop giving terrible teams right behind them. It doesn't. It sucks. I don't want to hear that. 
All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that while the pitching is looked at as a giant deficiency for the Red Sox, it's you know, it's not so bad. It could be worse. Okay. And let me ask you this: pitching staff, top to bottom, who would you rather have, the Red Sox or the Orioles? Yeah, Red Sox. I think, but and I and I, I'm going to say that with saying that there's a caveat of the fact that the Orioles have a better bullpen. They do. They have a much better bullpen. They have maybe the best bullpen in baseball, considering the. Darren O'Day, Brack, and, and uh, Britain 7-8-9 is probably the best back three of any team. Um, but all that being said, I think I do like the Blue Jays the best of all the teams here. I do think the Blue Jays are the more complete team. They, uh... That's it. That's it. I don't have much else okay. to say. I think okay. the Blue Jays are the more are the most complete team in in the division. That's fine. The Orioles the Orioles are their run differential is way below both the uh, Blue Jays and Red Sox this year, and I don't really trust any Orioles starting pitcher, not a single one. I mean the the re- and but again I'm picking on the names of the Red Sox rotation. I Marco Estrada is the one that gets me. Like I can't Marco Estrada's had a good year. Marcus Stroman has been up and down. I can't. I, I've Stroman's been very good lately. Actually. He has been. I, I'm. I still think the, the cream rises to the top. That's why I'm picking the Red Sox. Pricing Porcello. I I, I want to say that Toronto's gonna be better. If Aaron Sanchez wasn't leaving the rotation, I would pick Toronto. I think that's what gets me. I agree. That's that's a that's an issue. He's been their best pitcher this year. And I don't know if it's how imminent it is. I don't know if he's going to go to the bullpen for a little while and then they're going to stretch him back out and put him in the rotation at the end. I don't know what the plan is with him. But the fact that they're pretty much going to lose their best starting pitcher is a problem. So that's the AL East. And really. Go ahead with your your next that's topic. It. That's it. There's no more topics. There's no more topics? We have three topics. That's what we discussed. Jesus. You're not giving me much here on the AL East, so... Well, because the American League stinks. Like, I, I I, will go on record and say whoever comes out of the National League will win the World Series in at least, at the most, five games. That's how little I think of the American League. They don't have that. The reason why the Royals gave so much trouble to a National League team in the playoffs last year is because they did so many National League type stuff. They hit and run. They use speed. They play great defense. And all that stuff. That's why they could do it. These clunky, hit hit for the downs, American League teams ain't gonna work in the World Series. The Boston's, okay, the Baltimore's, let me throw, the let me throw up, let me throw up a team, and you tell me what you let you tell me contender or pretender. We're gonna play contender or pretender with mm-hmm. a couple of AL teams right now. Okay. The Indians. Contender because they're in first. Don't forget where they are in the standings. Just look at the team. And Contender. tell me what you think. Contender. I agree. Contender. Yes. And that's with Salazar on the DL right now. Yes. He should be fine. Uh, the Tigers. Cur- suddenly Con- 10 games over Con- 500. They were a contender from day one for me. Pretenders from day one. Still pretenders. Why? Because their rotation is terrible. Uh, you keep using this example. These rotations are terrible. The Tigers have a better rotation ERA than your beloved Red Sox. I don't care about total rotation ERA. We're talking about contenders in the since for the World Series July right now. 1st, when you get past since July first, the Tigers' rotation ERA third in the majors. Okay, 
that's great and all, but when we're talking about a postseason series, you get past Verlander, and you tell me, okay, Fulmer's going to pitch game two. Who's pitching game three for you? Jordan Zimmerman. Okay, when Zimmerman comes back, and he wasn't very good before he went down anyway, but when Zimmerman comes back, we'll see if he can pitch a game three. Beyond that, Anibal Sanchez is a 6-2-6 ERA this year. Matt Boyd is not a good pitcher. And Mike Puffrey is not a good pitcher. So fine. What are you doing? What is, what's going on over here? What are you looking up on the Tigers right now? No, I, I just, I, I'm just saying, um, it, it's, it's ridiculous to like have these. Who's, who has a better game three starter than Jordan Zimmerman in the American League? Well, the Indians probably. Okay. Jordan Zimmerman hasn't been that good this year. He was good early, and then he wasn't. Okay. Tigers, or uh, uh, the Rangers. Contender. And why do you think that? Hamels and Darvish. If Darvish is healthy, sure, they're a contender. However, however, they're 11 and 18 over yeah. the last 29 games. There were, I could They've pick, been outscored I by could, like 50 some runs in I that could span. I pick out a 29 game stretch where the Cubs sucked recently. Literally just before the All Star break, they were pretty bad. Was it a 30 game stretch like that, though? It was, it was like 25. That might be true. That might be true. But the Rangers are pretty beat up. Who who do you think? Houston? If you're think, no, you think I don't think the Rangers call, are gonna lose the if division. If you're calling them are so then what are you saying? Are you saying they're a pretender? We're talking we're talking in the world for the World Series yeah. title. Again, look at the American League. If you're telling me you Darvish and Cole Hamels match up against Porcello and Price and Wright who are you taking games one and two? I'm taking Hamels and... Yeah. I'm, I'm taking anybody but David Price. Right. Is what I'm right. doing. And same if they're facing Toronto. The only team in the in the American League, and I, I hear a lot of uh, people making the Indians this year's Mets if they only get an offense and they have the pitching staff to do it. But the one thing the Mets had last year with Harvey and DeGrom and Syndergaard because Matt's only made four starts, is, yeah, I, I like Kluber. Carrasco has been a little up and down lately. And then it's Bauer or Josh Tomlin. It's not the same firepower. Josh Tomlin is not your Jacob deGrom or... Uh, he doesn't have to be Jacob deGrom, though. Who was the Mets' fourth best starter last year? Steven Matz. Tomlin is at least as good yeah, as Steven right. Matz was last yeah, year. Tomlin's right. been very good this year. You're right. And I, the whole idea of, like, the Indians just need to get some runs, like, they're not this year's Mets because of that, because the Indians can score they can. runs. They are fifth in run scored in all the baseball and third in AL. So, I... I but... The, in fact, in fact, you could make an argument that the Indians are the most complete team in baseball on either side. You are, you are. Based on run right. scored and, and team ERA. Just You're right. And I think most of the reason why a lot of people aren't picking Cleveland is because... Because they're, they're Cleveland. Yes. Yeah. They're, because we can't imagine a scenario where it's, where they have two championships sitting in that city at the same yeah. time. I, I just... It'll, it'll be interesting how... And they do have a good manager in Francona. I, they I have do, a great manager in Francona. I do, <laughs> I do think that is why... If you handicap the American League, yeah, I'd pick Cleveland to win the World Series. I, I pick Cleveland. Sorry, I pick to Cleveland to win the AL. Right, right. I still think any NL team well, wipes Cleveland out off the off the map. Well, the thing, and I think the thing with the Mets last, like the same thing with the Mets last year, is like 
yeah, they have these really good young starting pitchers, but like they're kind of unproven. We haven't really seen them when they ha- mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mets happened to apparently Syndergaard is good, and, and you know apparently these guys were good in postseason. But who knows if Kluber's going to be good in a postseason right. game? Who knows if any of these guys are going to be good in the right. postseason game? So that's a, that's the thing I would say with Cleveland. While they're probably the most complete team, we don't really know what they're going to look like. Houston in games contender, that matter. pretender. I think they might have dug themselves too big a hole early in the season, so that if they're if like if their like, road to the World Series goes through goes through a wild card game, I then they're gonna have a tough time winning that wild card I, I game. I think as of late they've ran out of gas from trying to come all the way back, and maybe they could pick it back up again. Um, but you know it, it'll be telling this weekend. They have a big weekend series against the Rangers, who have killed them all year. It's at home. If they come up big in that series, you could make a case that, okay, they, they, they're going to be all right, but if they get swept again, then it could be, ugh. And Dallas Keuchel's got to pitch better. Got to pitch uh, better. If, if they have any shot, Dallas oh, that's a, And that's what I'm saying. Like, if it comes down to a one-game playoff, it's not like last year where they had the AL Cy Young pitching in that game. This year, they're going to throw out Keuchel probably, but Keuchel's not good. Their best pitcher this year has been Doug Fister. Right. That's and or maybe Lance McCullers, but he's been yeah. hurt. He was hurt for a while at the beginning. Uh, so the Astros, I'm going to say pretenders, but only because of their situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes any sense. But again, yeah. Again, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. The NL is better. I'm gonna. I'm probably if I'm picking World Series favorites, I'm probably picking three NL teams before I'm even looking at an at an AL team. So right there you go. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna call it quits here. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. He's giving me the little finger wave sign. It's time to wrap it up. Um, that's it on Statspeak. Okay, so here's here's the promise to the listeners. Don't make a promise. Why don't you just? I'm making end a. Show? I'm making grand. I'm making show? a declaration that it will not be another six weeks before we do another Statspeak. That's the only promise I'm gonna make. I don't know how long it'll be. It won't be. It won't be. It won't be two days. But there will be another Statspeak before long. Okay. That's an empty promise. It's not an empty promise. It's the way it is. All right? Um, that's this episode of Statspeak. You know him. He's Moses. I'm Dom. Hit us up on Twitter, all the social media, whatevers. Um, that's it. That's it. Let's go uh, second half of the season. Jeez, Looking land forward the plane. to it. I don't want to land the plane. Just land it. End it. It's over. Like, see you later, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. That's it. Bye.